Well, how many of you love your pastor today? Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, so I don't want you to have to stand up for all of that. But, you know, as a young boy, you you desire to have, you have a, a desire to be a superhero. And you think of all of these Superman, Batman, all of the heroes that a young boy might look up to, the Incredible Hulk and as a child, you just wish that you could grow up and be just like one of those superheroes. But the older I've gotten, that word hero means something a little bit different. And uh, I'm thankful that my hero sits over there today. And I'm thankful that he is not only the man of God in all of your life, but I'm thankful that he is the man of God in my life. And that God had called me back to Greater Life Church to, to be with my hero. But today... If you would turn with me to Ephesians 5, you can get, be, remember, be seated. We've got a couple of scriptures Ephesians 5, Jeremiah 3. Ephesians 5. Amen. Ephesians 4, I'm sorry. Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Jeremiah 3, verse 15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Last Hebrews 13, verse 17 says, Obey them. That have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. As they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. And this morning, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject a hero in shepherd's clothing. A hero in shepherd's clothing. A hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. A hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. And if anybody knows what those overwhelming obstacles are like, I think our pastor might have a little something to say about that this morning. I know many of you wish you had the mic today to express how much you appreciate our pastor And many have written words in a card today that you will give, but you can testify today that there was not enough room on that card to truly write exactly how you feel about our pastor and his wife this morning. I'm thankful for the opportunity today to be able to speak to this church, and today I stand here not with a message that will bring a life-changing altar call service, but I do believe it can change the way that we do live our lives. I hope I can share a message with each of us today and that in this message you would leave with a greater love and appreciation for the man of God in your life. We know that ministry is a 24-hour-a-day job. And if there were 38 hours in a day, then it would be 38-hour-a-day job. Our pastor is always, always there when we need him. As Brother Cheryl mentioned earlier, he's always just a phone call away 
There have been countless vacations canceled and plans changed and schedules rescheduled to make plans for the people of this great church. Not only this church, but the friends and loved ones of those who go and have gone to this church. There was a pastor one time at a church who there was a minister in their local assembly who had been put in the hospital and was having heart issues and they were not sure of all that was going on. And the church secretary began calling the pastor, trying to let him know of what was going on. And she kept calling and kept calling and no answer and called the pastor's wife and no answer and kept calling and kept calling. When finally he picked up after several times of her calling, he answered the phone. And as the secretary began to explain to him what was going on, he said, let me stop you right there. It is 9 p.m. and I'm at home. I am off the clock right now. You can call me back tomorrow. And I'm sure you're feeling right now the same way that that church secretary probably felt when she heard those words. And she said, Pastor, I mean no disrespect, but I punched out today at 5 o'clock and was already in bed. But I didn't realize we were ever off the clock. Greater Life Church, I don't think we always realize how wonderful our pastor is I don't think we always realize all the people who call him and come up to him and seek counsel from him. But, and to know this morning he is our watchman and he is always looking out for our souls. There was a ship out on the sea. The captain of the ship was confident in his skills. He set sail in troubled seas and the clouds filled the night sky and rain began to fall and the storm was all around them. And the captain of the ship, not concerned, he thought he could handle it. He thought he had everything under control. And then a light was shining from a distance. The captain got on the radio and he said, this is the captain speaking. You must turn around immediately. You are in our way and we are trying to make it in this storm. A voice came over the radio. No can do, captain. We are going to ask you to turn your ship around. We do not want a shipwreck tonight. I repeat, turn your ship around. The captain became angry and said once again, This is the captain of the ship, and you are not going to tell me what to do. I am not turning around. You turn around. The voice came back and said, Sir, I understand you think you have everything under control tonight, but heed my warning and turn your ship around. I am not able to move, therefore you must move. And they went back and forth until finally the captain said, This is my last time, the captain said. I have everything under control. We are getting too close to your ship, and we need you to turn around now. And I am not moving, you must move. I can handle this. The voice came back and said, Dear captain, dear captain, I cannot turn around, for I am not on a ship. This is the lighthouse speaking, and you are about to crash your ship into the rocks. There was a watchman who had his eye on the seas. 
His job was to make sure others were safe. And he saw a life that was in danger. And he began to call out to help them. He began to say, I cannot move. I cannot get away from what this says. I cannot get away from where I'm seeing your life going right now. So please heed my warning as I call out to you. No, it's okay, watchman. It's okay, the one in the lighthouse. It's okay, pastor. We've got it under control. How often in our lives do we feel capable of a task that in truth is too great for us? But we have been through life long enough and feel like we can weather another storm. But as in our life we find ourselves in a bit of danger and pastor reaches out to help. He sees danger but we call back, no captain I am fine. I have everything under control. I'm not turning my life around. You change pastor. God is using them. He is a light that is in shining into your darkness. And God uses your pastor to shine that light into your sea to help guide your life. But if you do not listen to your pastor, surely you will have a shipwreck. Hebrews said, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? The word said, help your pastor out. Don't live your life where he has to lie at your funeral. Don't live your life in a way that is going to cause him to not be able to sleep at night. He is looking out for your soul. He is praying for your children. And he is making sure you do not shipwreck. He is a hero in shepherd's clothing. You have an opportunity today to contribute to the joy of their leadership. You have an opportunity today to make ministry a walk in the park. That man on the sea that night, I'm sure, became grateful for that voice that called over that stormy sea that night. There are many more out there who are on their own stormy seas. Perhaps some who have already shipwrecked. Perhaps some who are trying to ride it out. But one thing is for certain, if it wasn't for a pastor in our lives, we would all be shipwrecked. If it wasn't for one calling out into our darkness from time to time and saying, hey, I see where you're at. And if you don't turn around, you're going to crash. If you don't turn around, this night will not end the way you want it to. The Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? How many times has, has the word of God went forth through this man because of his willingness to serve the kingdom of God? How shall they hear without a preacher? How would Greater Life Church survive without someone to step in and fill this role as pastor? He has brought us through hurricane and a flood and deaths and divorce and sickness and quarrels. Thank you, Pastor, for your willingness. Thank you so much for everything you've ever done. Thank you for being there with me when nobody else was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your pastor wants the very best for you. He wants the very best for this church. He is watching out and he is trying to guide you until the Lord comes back again. And we all need a pastor in our lives. Not just a man. Not just a guy on the television that speaks a word to you. But you need a pastor. 
So you see, when my pastor is behind the pulpit, I will say amen when he is preaching. When my pastor is burdened, I will lift his hands in the heat of the battle that we may be victorious. When my pastor is in need, he will not have to beg for volunteers, but rather there will be so many willing to step in and help out that he would have to turn some away. Nobody better get an amen like your pastor. No preacher ought to get a hand clap like your pastor. I don't care how good the evangelist was. I don't care how great the conference speaker you heard was. He is not your pastor. He's not the one watching out for your soul. He is not the one that will give account for you. It shouldn't matter if you think it spoke to you or not. You are talking about a man who is willing to put his own life on the line to make sure you are saved. And the Bible says, greater love hath no man than a man willing to lay down his life for a friend. A man willing to give up some other things in life just to make sure that you are taken care of. A man that's willing to sit a vacation to the side to make sure your family is taken care of. A man that's willing to stay up and pray in a hospital waiting room when you don't know what answers are going to come. That's the shepherd we serve today. That is our hero in shepherd's clothing. He is the shepherd. He is the watchman in the night. When he gets to heaven, he's going to have to give account for each and every one that has ever sat under the sound of his voice. No pressure, right? How would you feel this morning if everyone in this building salvation rested on you and the words you would say and the way that you have lived your life? How frustrating it could be for a pastor to be telling you how to be saved. How to turn your life around and yet you know best and you call back and say it's all right. I've got everything under control. All the while he had to sit back and watch as you and all of those you had on board crashed and began to sink. Listen to your pastor. He is the voice of God in your life. If pastor says don't do it, you better not do it. If pastor says wait, you better wait. If he says go, you better go. God speaks to him on your behalf. You've been asking God for a word and he's giving you one every time you come into this building. If you would open your ears and hear what the preacher is telling you. You have to have a shepherd. You have to have a pastor in your life. If you're here today and you don't have a pastor, you need a pastor. If you ask anybody in here, we'll tell you our pastor's the best. And I encourage you today. I hope our pastor can become your pastor, but if not, you need a pastor to watch over you. Find a pastor that preaches the truth, but better yet, find a pastor that lives the truth. We know the saying that there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Those who creep in and look the part and they act the part and they do all they can to fit in long enough for them to make the sheep comfortable. And then they devour the sheep. And this is a tragedy, no doubt, but we live in a day where there is not only wolves in sheep's clothing, but today we live in a world where there are even wolves in shepherd's clothing. Good men have fallen away because they didn't love this truth. And God said that if they did not love this truth, that he would turn them over to a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. I get so sick to my stomach seeing men, men who once lived in truth, who walked away. They're doing things now that for years preached they would never do. 
They're living ways now that, that don't line up with the messages they preached ten years ago. Instead of changing their world, their world is changing them. Greater Life Church, I'm thankful for a pastor today who not only preaches holiness, but lives holiness. I'm thankful for a pastor's wife today that doesn't just speak holiness, but she lives holiness. I'm thankful that they don't just preach one God, but they live and breathe one God. I'm thankful they don't just preach and talk about faithfulness, but they themselves are faithful. If your preacher is telling you cute stories and telling you whatever you want to hear, and they're just patting you on the head telling you you can continue to live your life however you want, and it's all going to be okay because we're in grace and it's your best life now. If that's the preacher you have today, you don't have a pastor, you have a pacifier. You need to tell him, preach to me, pastor. Tell it to me straight, pastor. Tell tell me what I need to do to straighten out my life, pastor. I don't care what I, I agree with or not. I need you to preach to me. If I'm heading the wrong direction, tell me. Warn me, preacher. I submit to you, pastor. We know today that submission begins where agreement ends. If I agree with you, I'm not submitting to you. I'm just going along with you. But when I don't see eye to eye, but if you say it needs to be done, then I will submit to that. Well, I don't see the danger in it. But pastor, if you're concerned, I won't do it. I won't say it. I won't watch it. And I won't act on it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And if our pastor says don't do it, and you didn't do it out of obedience, then I promise you, you did not sacrifice anything. If you obeyed the man of God in your life, you did not sacrifice anything. But if your pastor says, don't do it, and you went ahead and did it anyways, and you didn't obey, I promise you, there will be things you will be sacrificing. You want to know what's wrong with our world today? There's too many wandering sheep who don't have a shepherd, and they don't think that they need a shepherd. Go back and look at Jerusalem when the Bible says that there was no king in Israel. There was no king there and every man began to do that which was right in his own eyes. You have got to have a pastor. Well, preacher keeps telling me how to live my life. Good. Preacher keeps getting all up in my business. Well, good. Preacher keeps calling in and checking on me when I'm not there on Sunday. Good. If you didn't have a preacher and you didn't have someone to keep you on the right track, where would we be today? I've heard stories of preachers from years ago, and I hate to say it, but saints today probably wouldn't know how to handle some of those preachers from years ago. Every time you wanted to buy a car, you had to go check with preacher first. Every time you wanted a house, you had to go check with preacher first. Every time you wanted to go out of town, you had to check with preacher first. (sighs) Not today. Mm-mm, he might tell me no. But I'm not so sure preachers from years ago would know how to handle some of these saints today. But one thing is for sure, God called our pastor for such a time as this. You need someone who comes and says, hold on now, you're getting a little close to the edge of the cliff there. Why don't you come over here just a little bit? You need a shepherd that says, hey, I noticed you haven't been keeping pace with some of the other sheep. Is everything okay? You need a shepherd that will feed you, protect you from the storm, and fight off anything that would come for you. And that's the pastor I need. 
And that's the pastor that we have. We have so many sheep today that think they don't need a pastor. They don't need accountability. They can sit at home and get a word from the Lord on TVN. But what do you, who do you call when you get that report from the doctor? You can call the preacher's number on the TV, but it's probably going to send you to the donation hotline. What do you do when your life is in shambles and you just need somebody to talk to and let you know everything is going to be all right? You need a pastor. Even our pastor has told us that after Brother Kilgore passed, he immediately felt that void, that role of pastor in his life. And he called and talked to Brother Shoemaker and asked him to be his pastor. If our pastor needs a pastor, then don't sit here this morning and tell me that you don't. I have watched our pastor as he sits at the hospital all hours of the night, making sure everything and everyone is okay. I've watched him give when he didn't have much to give. He's bailed people out of jail. He saved people from financial collapse. I've heard him praying for people who didn't even know pastor knew what they were facing. But he stands in that gap for you. He fights for you. He's woken up from phone calls asking him to pray. And he prayed. He has kept these church doors open and brought us to where we are today. Brother Cheryl, I drive by that shopping center every single day where this church used to be located. And I thank God for a pastor whose vision was bigger than a storefront on 518. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm thankful that there's people still having church and shopping centers. But I thank God today for a pastor who saw the big picture. He saw this sanctuary. And guess what? He notices even now that this building will not always be big enough. Thank God for a shepherd. Thank God for a man who not only watches for those here, but is still reaching for those that are lost. He's still trying to win the loss. He's still trying to find that lost sheep. Amen. I have a picture of a sheep. The sheep may not look like a sheep that you have seen. But if we were to look around at our world today, you'd see a few that look like this. The sheep was named Shrek. He had decided he no longer needed someone to watch over him. He had decided it would be fun to run from his shepherd. And so Shrek left and hid in places he never should have been. He found himself hiding in caves, making sure his shepherd did not know where he was. When the shepherd would call, he would just run even further away. But little did Shrek know he was adding on weight every single day. A weight that should have been cut off, but because he fled his shepherd, his wool was not cut. Over time, his wool weighed approximately 60 pounds. Due to the weight that had been added, he risked health problems, extreme heat, they said if he had fallen over on his back, it would have most likely been the end for him because he would not have been able to roll back around. You see, when we flee and when we avoid coming to our shepherd and we avoid letting pastor cut anything away, we add on unnecessary weight. A weight of sin that causes us to hide. A weight that causes us to keep running and feeling guilty. A weight that is causing us danger even if we do not realize it. 
And when we come into the house of God, we ought to say, Pastor, preach to me. Shepherd, cut away anything here that doesn't need to be here. I know I've added this stuff on. It's stuff that I've done that's brought this upon me. But, Pastor, I need you to preach to me. I need you to get that word out and begin cutting. I need you to take away that unnecessary weight, those things in my life that don't need to be there. What Shrek must have felt when they finally cut away 60 pounds of wool. The freedom he must have felt. The love he must have felt towards his shepherd. That even after all of this time, the shepherd was still searching. After six years of wandering, his shepherd finally found him. Six years of praying. Six years of searching. He finally caught back up with Shrek. And the shepherd was still calling out for him. Somebody needs to thank God for your pastor right now. I am thankful today the man who is leading this church is not a wolf in shepherd's clothing, but he is my hero in shepherd's clothing. He's the one that when I'm lost and I'm straying away, he calls out in that night. He calls out for my soul. He's watching for me. He's reaching for me. All the while I'm adding on unnecessary weight and he's saying, come, let me help you. Let me be your pastor. Let me get you back on the right track. Let me do whatever I need to do. Somebody needs to thank God. Pastor watches out for our souls. He keeps watch over us. He takes care of us even when we don't realize it and we think we can survive without him. We can stand all over this place. Amen. This time I'd like to ask Pastor and Sister Hughes if they would come up here. Also, I'd like Ryan and Celicia, if y'all would come up here. Pastor, thank you. Thank you today for being a godly man. In a world today, for lack of better words, for all the men out there that are just losers, I'm thankful that you're a godly man and a man of integrity. Thank you for every toilet you have ever scrubbed, every chair you have ever set up, every hammer you have ever picked up, and every elf costume you have ever put on. Thank you for your prayers, your dedication to the Word, your countless hours of study and fasting for each service. Thank you for being the encouragement. Thank you for just being you. Sister Hughes, we're not forgetting you today. Because you see, Pastor is the one behind the pulpit every service. We all can see a visual part so often of Pastor and his role. But only heaven knows the sacrifice that Sister Hughes has paid all of these years of service to the kingdom. Only heaven knows the many hours you have prayed and served our pastor and your family in this church. The time you were there to encourage him when no one else was. Those Sundays when he came home feeling hopeless, you were able to be that rock for him. And taking absolutely nothing away from our pastor, but I know he would agree today that he wouldn't be who he is today without you. And Greater Life Church wouldn't be what it is today without you. Thank you for all of your hard work, for everything you do to be a part that is seen, and for the many more things you do behind the scenes. We love and appreciate you today. And thank you, Ryan and Celicia, for all of the times you sacrificed a dad 
so he could spend late nights in the lighthouse watching out for our lives. Thank you for allowing him to give so much of his life to the ministry. And I know there were probably times you wished he was home, but he was at the church. Times you wanted to go on vacation, but somebody was on the hospital. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Greater Life Church, as a testimony of your love for these people, if we could gather around the altar this morning, as you begin making your way to the front, if you could just begin to thank God for your pastor. If you could lift your hands up here towards them and just begin to pray a blessing. Thanking God for their lives. Thanking God for their years of service and sacrifice and dedication. God, we thank you today for our pastor. God, we thank you for this man and his family, God, that have dedicated years of service to your kingdom. God, so that we might have a place of refuge. God, that these doors could be open to us, God. God, some of us never would have found you had it not been for this man and his family. Some of us never would have heard truth if he hadn't have preached truth. God, some of us never would have been baptized in Jesus' name had this man not reached out to us. God, I thank you today for our hero. I thank you today for our hero in shepherd's clothing. God, who preaches truth, who lives truth, who lives a holy life. God, I'm thankful for their family today. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that you have called all of these people to this wonderful place. God, and we can serve under the greatest man on this earth. God, I thank you so much, God, for the favor you have shown us. God, we didn't deserve it, Lord. God, but some man was willing. Oh, to answer the call as a small boy. God, to respond to that calling. God, where he found himself and a pastor on a church in a storefront on 518. God, but you continued to speak to him. You continued to give vision, God. And that's why this church has not failed. God, because you said that without a vision, the people would perish. God, but we are not perishing today. God, the church is still moving forward today. We're still growing today, God, because of this man and his family. God, because of their sacrifice to the kingdom of God. God, and we stand today, God, in thanks, Lord, for all that you have done. God, and we give you all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.